Hey, hey, guys, it is Tim Gillette, and I'm back here for another Tim Gillette show. Today, I've got another great special guest. Now, uh, this one here, this is uh, like take two for us. Uh, we were trying to get in a couple weeks ago and uh, had a bad day. We're just like internet and schedules and everything messed up. And and we rescheduled and we were finally able to get a Serena Buffalino on the show today. So I met her through my friend Patricia, uh, which you've seen on the show a couple weeks ago. And I really, I, this is going to be the first time I talked to her. We had a quick chat before we went on camera. Other than that, what I find out about her today is I didn't know. You're going to find out just like me about who she is and what she does and how she helps people. So let me bring her on screen here. Hello, Serena. How are you? Hello, Tim. I'm super excited to be here. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, you know I, I'm almost ready to get back out into the world. How about you? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Do you feel, I mean, before we get into who you are, what you do, do you feel like you've been a little bit cooped up over the past couple months? It started, I, I'm, I'm a little bit used to living somewhat in a bubble, but it's starting to weigh on me now. Yeah. This is when the resilience kicks in. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I have been like, uh, you know, uh, itching to go to Napa and sip wine on our favorite wineries, uh, picnic tables. Um, and like we're itching to go do that, and yet it's still not quite there. So I think we're going to go to the winery nearby uh, and, <laughs> and sip wine. So, uh, you can slowly get yourself there. Start local and then go local. Uh, yeah, that's it. Work my way there one step at a time. I love it. What a great idea. Uh, did you hear that, honey? <laughs> she's not listening. <laughs> um, she's texting. She's texting. <laughs> She's texting me her answers. Uh, anyway. I can hear her in the background. Hello. Yes. Uh, we actually have a one-bedroom condo, so it's a it's got a big arch ceiling, and she's stuck at home working, and the two of us echo into each other's conversations. So um, anyway, but Serena, let's find out about you, because let's face it, just because it's the Tim Gillette Show, everybody knows me, and I want to find out about you, and so do my listeners. All right. Well, tell, tell me your story. Okay. How did you get into this, this help heal humanity? What got you started in this? I originally started off as a special education teacher, teaching some of the most at-risk youth on our planet today. Mm. So basically, long story short, I did not like school at all. I was one of those defiant children who got sent to the principal's office all the time. Um, and it was my principal who believed in me and he always told me that, you know, I could do it. And I remember sitting in his office one day and he told me I was going to become what I hated. And I said, well, sir, that's for sure a teacher or a police officer. <laughs> because anyone who is obviously not playing by the rules does not like the law enforcement. Yeah. So it's really, 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 really ironic that 20 years later, my first job was teaching in jail. <laughs> so I went on to become the teacher that I always wish I had, mm -hmm. one that didn't kick me out of class and instead took the time to get to know me and learn with me. Um, and that's basically how it started was right in teacher's college. I went to teacher's college in Australia and uh, you're given your practicum to go and teach youth. And I said to my professor at the time, I said, this is wonderful. I was supposed to go and teach grade 10 geography. 
And I said, I don't really want to teach the academic students and the kids who are doing well. I want to teach all the kids that have been, you know, kicked out of school. And this was 20 years ago. Mm. And he said to me, if you can find a program and a principal who will validate that you're doing your practice teaching um, in a facility that you like, then I give you the permission to do so. And I walked into the local jail at that time um, and I asked if there was a school program running and if I could volunteer and teach the youth that were in jail. And thus became the cycle of opening up my heart to a brand new reality um, and helping, at that time, Australian youth um, and some of the most at-risk youth come to terms with who they are um, and really how to be human in a world that never really taught them how to be loved and how to give love. So, yeah, I started off as a teacher teaching some of the most at-risk youth. So, uh, you know, you, you said that, I, you know, I mean, I went in to start teaching in jail. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, uh, like I, I'm trying to avoid that place. I, I don't want to go back in. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't want to go in. Um, uh, anyway, it's interesting that you went uh, into that area, even when you knew, like, you know, I mean, that was what I hated. But it was the driving thing was I, I want to get it right. Is that correct? Yeah, I wanted to make a difference. Yeah. I, uh, I, I wanted to connect to the kids because I felt like my story could have been worse if I didn't have a family who loved me and a principal who believed in me. So because I had the support, I was able to thrive and therefore I wanted to be that support unit for the kids who didn't have it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and really, truly, honestly, I, I got hooked. That was like, a, I, I don't even want to say a healthy addiction because it's still a really, it's still an addiction. <laughs> and I don't know if it's healthy because I tell people I'm the teacher who doesn't believe in academics and the yogi who doesn't believe in balance because I give so much and I don't really know when to stop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's basically, you know, that's how this charity started. Mm -hmm. So I was teaching from Australia. I actually got a call from our Canadian government um, to fly to Canada to work with Canada's most at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a wonderful opportunity, especially I was, you know, I was in my early 20s. I was getting paid a ridiculous amount of money to work with children that I would have worked with for free. So mm -hmm. it was such a gift to be able to work with at the time and by law, I could only work with 12 to 15 of the hardest to serve youth in our country. And I worked one-on-one -on -one with them. And then I developed a program that got kids out of the classroom, off the streets, and into the world. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how Help Heal Humanity evolved. Um, it wasn't part of my life dream or plan or vision. I was content being a special education teacher. But when my students... Um, some of the most at-risk youth in Toronto started to learn about kids and people in the world that were suffering greater than they were, they basically held me accountable. And they said, Miss B, you tell us every day we can do anything. 
So we need to do um, something to help these kids around the world that need help. Mm -hmm. And I, in that moment, you know, I wanted to role model to them that we can. And so I asked my students at that time what they wanted to do. Um, and there was the earthquake, this was back in 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was when the earthquake happened in Haiti. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of my students and I were coming home from feeding the homeless. We would feed the homeless every Tuesday in Toronto at the St. Felix Center. And when we were coming home from the St. Felix Center, um, we were waiting for the the train and the you know at the subway stations they have the TVs that show the news. Mm -hmm. There was the news of the earthquake in Haiti, and that's when I looked at the kids. And I said, you guys got, you guys think you have it bad. You know, the stupid police and the stupid school and the stupid group home and all the things that you guys say you hate. I said, there are kids that wish they had those services. There are kids that wish they could go to school, but they just don't have a school to go to. And my students couldn't wrap their head around the fact that there were kids in the world that wanted to go to school, but didn't have a school to go to. So my students and I made it our mission to build a school for the children of Haiti. So you use that word mission. I, I always like it when I hear that word because I, I, I'm a very mission-driven person in what I do. Yeah. Did the mission take over and start driving you to helping the outside your little bubble? 100%. When, like, I even got goosebumps when you said that because mm -hmm. you, you nailed it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I kind of tell people I just stepped outside myself and allowed myself to be used for the greater good of others, allow myself to be used for this mission, which was kind of like, you know, the mediator between the people who believed in us and the people in Haiti who are receiving the, the school and the school supplies and the food. Um, and so I just feel like I'm the mediator and yeah, and I'm the one that is just the tool between these two communities making it happen. Mm -hmm. um, I need all the support. So without people, you know, believing in us and, and, and without people like you interviewing me and putting the word out there, um, I, I can't grow. So I thank you for giving me this opportunity yeah. and sharing your platform with me. Um, and basically the, the main mission is for us to come together and use our gifts, our talents, our resources so that we can literally help heal humanity. No. Well, I mean, well, that mission, all right, as you said, it, it drove you to go get out, but it's not like you're not a one woman show. All right. It takes people to make this happen. Let's talk about building your team to help this happen. Did a lot of your team members come on board uh, because they felt the same mission or did you have to go on like this nasty recruiting thing saying, please help me? Did I or am I still? Uh, are you still? Uh, let's 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 answer both. All right, because definitely because yeah. that's that would be one of my biggest challenges right now, Tim. Is you have to imagine I I like I said I was a special education teacher. I yeah. didn't have these dreams of building an international charity, so oh. I really let this take over me, and I did end up leaving my classroom. And I started the charity and it's, you know, we are a fully registered charity in Canada and the USA. Okay. And, um, you know, it's been such a shift from the classroom to uh, NGO and it's a constant learning 
environment for me, but also there are no paid employees, including myself. Oh, wow. Finding people have, these people really have to believe in what we're doing and in the mission, because other than the feel good feeling and giving back to humanity, you're not getting compensated, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You're spiritually rich, but I mean, financially, no. So building a team is still something that I am seeking and searching for every single day, finding volunteers, finding board members. And it's, 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 it's not as easy as one would think, because as you can imagine, everybody is so busy in the world and everybody's just trying to get through their already busy day, let alone put charity and Mm -hmm. hours of charity into that. So it's still a challenge that I'm facing, but I, I'm so determined and I won't give up and I will just keep doing my best because I know. Well, 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 let me ask you this because you know what I mean? When you actually take on a charity position like this um, and you go out to build a team like that, where basically the community are right, or the organization does not give you a salary. So now they have to work a job or have income from some other source. Do, do you still have income from other sources? In other words, are you still working a job to pay your house bills? No. <laughs> Explain how that works. So this is uh, brand new for me. Um, I did quit my job a few years ago, so I had a salary up until a couple of years ago. I was a workaholic, so I was able to save um enough money i am a single female i don't have commitments to anything except for my charity and unfortunately i did lose my family so i do have a bit of an inheritance however um the goal was for this year for me (laughs) to start to at least get a bit of a salary to cover my costs however with covid all of our events have been cancelled like every single has been canceled and every fundraising opportunity has been canceled. So the year that I was going to pull a salary also coincides with the toughest year of our life. So, you know, again, Haiti has taught me how to be okay in the most not okay situations that my lifestyle and my, my way of living is very simple, like exceptionally simple you know Mm -hmm. i stopped buying clothes a long time ago you know i i don't have all the you know the the house and the car and the condo and all the things that i used to have i don't have those anymore so like i said financially i am not rich but spiritually wow (laughs) wow yeah now, I mean, but but to take an organization like this and to keep it growing, all right, to do the good things you're going to do, um, yeah. are you, you know what I mean, are, do you have a, a, a list of, of dedicated donors or are you always doing outreaches to get new donors? Both. Okay. So I do have a following, especially my, you know, I have my local friends and family in Hamilton, Ontario, in Toronto, super supportive. I have a big community actually in um, Spain, in Mallorca. I do yoga for humanity, art for humanity, music for humanity. I have a big following in Chicago. We do dining for humanity. So um, I hustle every day. I hustle for humanity and I have come in contact for sure with some incredible souls who do sit on the board. 
and do use their businesses and what they do in their day-to-day and their living to help the charity grow and thrive. So I do have support for sure. Um, And then I'm constantly asking people to help and, you know, and asking people to share and post. This year, Help Heal Humanity is, um, we did online, we did hire a grant writer and a grant researcher because we lost our ability to do our live events, which usually brings in 95% of our income. Um, This is the first time Help Heal Humanity will be seeking grants and sponsorships and looking to the government to support the charity. Um, And so this is where we are putting our funds right now in the hopes that that will bring in more funds. And also in applying for the grants, um, I'm hoping that there are grants that will allow me to actually have a few, even one paid staff. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, Tim, it's really difficult to grow this charity without um, without a staff that I can pay and, and people who can actually give time because the people um, are so driven to do what they need to do to put food on their table. So yeah, yeah. I'm in that process as we speak. Okay. Um, and and I, I noticed my, like several several of my speaker friends are listening in, like my friend Eric Swanson. I mean, we host events. Uh, are you partnering with like events like ours uh, for charity drives? Uh, you know what I mean? Like you know, what I mean, people like us, we we're always looking for um, um, the idea to partner. Are we doing this live, Tim? Are we yeah, doing- yeah, we are. Of course, we're doing it live. You know, I'm going to pick up some cool people. Are you meant that? You, Tim Gillette Show, is going to do a fundraiser in <laughs> partnership with Help Heal Humanity. Yeah. I think that's what we're doing. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, we, now we host. Um, yeah, we host events, uh, and like uh, my event, we we do fifty percent of our ticket sales. We pick a charity every time uh, to actually go and partner. So, like fifty percent of those ticket sales go to the charity. Now, that's an idea too for raising money. And have you thought about that? Um. Yes, right now I am starting to think about, yes, let's help her. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Eric's a good guy. Eric's a real great friend of mine from out in, out in the West Coast, and he's a good, good guy. Uh, and I'm going to make sure the two of you get in contact with each other after this is done. So That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, definitely, like, for example, right now in Haiti, our school is shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is where the kids would usually get a meal a day. And so now they're not getting a meal. And now the board, all the borders in Haiti have shut down. So there is a massive food crisis in Haiti right now. And it's a massive food crisis. Um, I mean, millions of people are, are, are starving to death. And we even had a few kids nearly die this week of dehydration. So yeah. I started a GoFundMe page specific in relief to COVID. Um, where I'm asking people to donate so we could feed the families. Um, And actually today we are doing a feeding program in Haiti. So we are sending 25 pounds bag of rice, of peas and oil to all the families of the students that would originally originally be in our school programs. Because as the community has said to me, Serena, if we don't feed the kids, they're not going to even be alive to go to school in September. So help heal humanity. Yes, we've shifted our focus from uh, education to food 
And this is our campaign, food.helphealhumanity.org. Mm-hmm. And 100% of the money raised is going directly to the families and the kids to feed them and keep them alive. Mm-hmm. So, so I you pictures <laughs> the videos so you can see where your 50% of your ticket sales went, Tim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I want to go into this now. I mean, because, I mean, you, you've jumped in to do something when you see a need. All right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our listeners are business owners, all right? They're entrepreneurs, you know, and some of them are going through hard times. Some of them have larger companies and they've, they're, they're trying to figure out how to pay staff in this because yeah. they had to let them all go home. Yeah. What are What is your thoughts and, and what advice would you give to them on dealing with hard times? Because obviously you're, you make a living out of fixing hard times. Yeah. Um, the thing is most... Uh, and, a lot of people don't do it, but I would say the number 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 one thing to do when you are in a time of distress and crises is to go and volunteer and mm-hmm. to go and be of service. Because I always say that when we are being of service, we're not only helping ourselves, we're helping humanity. And intuitively, it does something more, I believe, to us as the giver than the person who's receiving. And that's ultimately how I ended up here. I mean, I have gone through exceptionally challenging times. I am going through challenging times and I still just step outside myself because when I see what is really going on in the world, when I am feeding the homeless, when I'm holding the babies that are dying, when I'm feeding people who otherwise wouldn't have food, it it does something to my soul. It feeds my soul and it makes me feel like stronger and better and more resilient. And it is, it's, the world is not an easy place to live in. And right now I think we are all being challenged in the most significant ways. And as time goes on, it's getting harder and harder to stay positive. But I even tell myself, you know, you can do it, you can do it. And when you really see what is happening in the world, the fact that we are, we have roof over our heads, we have running water, we have electricity, we have clothes, like all these little simple things that we really take for granted. Um, I think when you go and be of service, you start to realize and appreciate the things that you maybe once didn't appreciate and your outlook on life shifts. And in doing that, your challenges don't seem as challenging anymore. And you're now being rewarded with spirit and that is immeasurable in terms mm-hmm. of finances. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, sometimes it's the, it's the spiritual growth. All right. That has to happen before the financial growth is going to happen. And I've always believed that. Uh, yeah. and, and it sounds like you do too. Yeah. Uh, well, well, right now, I mean, going through the challenging times all right now, are you guys, I mean, do you guys have offices or are you guys, have you guys always met from like homes or what? Yeah, well, a lot of Zoom meetings, like I said, because we're international as well. Yeah. So there's um, there's lots of Zoom meetings, and then there's lots of things happening in different countries at the same time. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, for example, we're really um, we we're rebrand, rebranding ourselves and taking this time to um, create a brand new website. But also, we're doing we've already gone out into the local community and fed some of the local homeless people here in Hamilton, right? I have my friend Ryan in Chicago, Ryan Marks. He runs legendary hospitality. The poor guy has 
four restaurants who are all shut down right now. Mm -hmm. He had to fire all of his staff, yet he continues to help with this Food for Humanity campaign. Um, I have uh, a gentleman named Tommy in Spain. He has a restaurant. His pizza delivery service is still running. And so he's giving a dollar from every pizza to feed the people in Haiti right now. I have my friend Megan Curry. She is a big yoga guru. She's doing online classes by donation with the proceeds supporting um, not only Food for Humanity, she's supporting a lot of other causes. So definitely we have people all over the world and we are begging people to use their platforms um, to just help us raise funds and awareness to keep the children in Haiti and the families alive mm -hmm. during this time. We've also sent uh, sanitation buckets and we did a sanitation hygiene campaign. So as the news comes in, what is needed for these kids and for these communities, I make it my mission to try to support it. And then I reach out to my communities everywhere, begging them to help me. <laughs> Um, you know, and it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's good, good. I mean, you're, you're out there, uh, still in this, uh, tough time, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you've got minimal costs, so you're keeping your costs down so that you can actually put everything into actually accomplishing your mission and your cause. Um, what, um, what are some of the things that right now, um, that you're having to go, okay, I need to keep learning. I need to keep studying. All right. Is there edu an education process that you yourself are still going through in, in, right now? 100%. And that comes with entrepreneurship. Um, like I said, my background education is in education. I'm a caregiver. I'm a lover. And I am, I will always be that. I will you know, the foundations of the charity is to be the giver and the lover. But for me right now, coming up with business plan, marketing plans, all these, these are new initiatives. These are initiatives that need to be in place for the charity. And so this is a brand new growing and learning opportunity for me. You know, I don't have the language yet and I don't have the wisdom on doing all the, having all these correct systems in place to be a thriving charity. We are very grassroots. So yeah. yes, I am learning how to be an entrepreneur and specifically how to be an entrepreneur in uh, the non-for-profit world. Mm -hmm. where that is a whole brand new world for me. So I'm learning. Do you have any, do you have any suggestions for me? You yeah, I personally think uh, you should have a blog, a podcast, all right, and a video series. That's just, I don't know why. That's probably because it's what I teach anyway. Uh, <laughs> Well, but, maybe you can teach me how to do all that. Yes, I probably could. And, and there's probably ways that we will work that out, all right, in details because we do have an event coming up. So um, here's what I want to know, though. Um, you know, in that study and in that learning that you're doing and learning how to market and learning how to, um, you know, are, are you looking at uh, at the future and going, man, I, I don't want to be in this, this mode uh, because I'm going to get burnt out? All right. Uh, are you doing things to keep you from being burnt out? Are you reading my mind? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so um, um, I'll that a second. I, I, I do know that this is part of the learning process and the learning curve, and that um, and I and I do need to learn, but to a certain degree, and then I, that's where the team comes in, and the team can carry me through. 
because I will get burnt out and I really do thrive. I mean, I'll give you a, a really simple example. Um, I am connected to the Rotary and um, the Rotary Club and myself, we were talking about uh, the possibility of, of partnering in Haiti. And they said, well, you need to be connected to the Haitian Rotary team. And so I got the president of the Haitian Rotary team to do a Zoom with me. And as soon as we got on the Zoom, he recognized me because this is going to sound racist. I'm not at all trying to be racist, but mm -hmm. I am that a, a young white woman who mm -hmm. walks the streets of Haiti and rides a motorcycle for 11 years now. Mm -hmm. So you don't see that often. <laughs> and so I have a really big community in Haiti that either people know who I am or they recognize me right away because they've seen me doing this work for so long. So I am exceptionally well at doing things that people wouldn't do, such as even the Haitians. Mm -hmm. The Haitians do not go into the communities that help heal humanity goes into. We go into Cité Soleil, Canaan, and Ballet. Mm -hmm. Those are considered the roughest, toughest neighborhoods on our entire planet. Haitians don't even go into the areas where Help Heal Humanity has set up our schools. Wow. That takes, I think, a special person. So I feel like I, I, I do that with my eyes closed. I excel at going into these communities. I excel at going, building the relationships, building the connections, overseeing the money, doing every step of the process. Do I excel at sitting on the computer, making business plans, doing marketing plans, planning out my calendar year and this? No, I do have to learn it, but I don't ever want to really be an expert at that because I really want to go back to what I'm good at, what I'm gifted at, and is being able to be on the grounds in Haiti. Like as soon as I have clearance to be in Haiti, I'm there. To yeah. see those kids and to connect with our communities. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and one of the things I actually had written down here that I just I had to write this note when you said it is you ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tim's I, like, yeah, I've got like thirty five years of riding motorcycle, but anyway, my wife does too. So uh, we don't have one right now. Right now we're sold out. But what kind of motorcycle do you have? They well in Haiti they're just like it's a plane like a. An easy rider and they're Japanese bikes. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just it's, it's just a very simple, easy, you know, low rider. Mm -hmm. kinda. I ride for me to get to because like I said, we work in um, the really rough, tough neighborhoods. I don't sleep in those rough, tough neighborhoods. I'm a little bit scared yeah. to do that. So my ride in the morning is and that's why i do the motorcycle because if i was on a vehicle if i was in a vehicle sorry it would be about three hours one way with mm -hmm. motorcycle even though everybody in haiti says i'm crazy because if you know haiti and you know the motorcycles it's very risky what i'm doing um but i just want to get there <laughs> and i don't want to be in traffic so it is a Anywhere from, um, you know, 60 to 90 minute drive in each direction wow. to get to the school. And I mean, like when I get there, I like dirt, like it's very polluted, right? So it's, it's dirty, it's, it's yucky, but I love it. And, you know, when my volunteers come, because we do volunteer trips to Haiti, 
two times a year, we bring groups down there. When my volunteers look at me or some of the, my partners, and they're like, you do this every day? And I'm like, yes, I do. And for me, it's, again, those are the things that people can't imagine doing and they don't even make me blink. So um, yeah, so we can, I will take you to Haiti, Tim. And we can drive a motorcycle into Canaan and Cité Soleil and we can feed all the children and we can educate them. They would love to be on your radio show too. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see about that. Tim doesn't travel overseas very well. So yeah, um, that is the one thing Tim does. Tim broadcasts overseas, but he doesn't travel overseas. <laughs> I thought you are going to go drink your wine in the beautiful- Napa. That's Napa, California. Ah, I see. Yeah. So a good thing was brought up by, again, by our, our, my good friend, Eric, who's down here is, uh, do you know Frank uh, from Make-A-Wish Foundation? No, I don't. Well, so Eric, I don't know if Eric's still on the call, but yeah, Eric and I will get you connected to Frank. Uh, Frank, he's the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation. All right. And uh, as well, he had a mission like you did and took that around the world. So um, that's a connection we're going to have to make for you. Um, so uh, let me ask him some other stuff in your personal life is... I mean, you, you, do you have a, any sort of personal life where like, you know what I mean? Hobbies or anything you do outside of this now, or are you so just, I'm working and I don't have time for hobbies? No, I, def I definitely, I've turned my hobbies into fundraising opportunities, <laughs> right? So yeah. my, my main, my main, I think one of my, my hobbies, one of my gifts is yoga. I mm -hmm. studied with some of them, you know, making curry is, my main yoga teacher, I've studied with yoga teachers um, all over the world. Yoga and meditation is what I do. It's my medicine. And aside from yoga and meditation, um, I'm a runner or a cyclist, a nature girl. I need to go into nature. So that's what's been really helping me through the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. is, you know, either jumping on my bike and going for a bike ride or going for a hike in nature. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's in, in, but I use all of these as tools. We have yoga for humanity, right? So we do yoga, charity yoga retreats. We do charity yoga classes. Um, and then in September, we do travel for humanity. So, you know, the Camino de Santiago in Spain, we are doing a walking pilgrimage, um, and we're raising funds for the charity. So we're also going to be doing a bike ride for humanity. So again, I've basically taken everything that I know and, and tried to transform it into an awareness and, and fundraising platform. Cool. Um, and and, and uh, a majority of your time is spent now doing the, uh, doing the marketing and fundraising or are you still, uh, when, when COVID's over, are you going to be back uh, boots on the ground doing the work and having someone else do the marketing? 100 percent i'm here doing the ground like the behind the scenes so you said the marketing the admin the documentations everything you know reporting to the cra reporting to the irs asking for grants asking for sponsorship um still planning events um even though like we're we're planning these events with the intention of them happening and if they don't happen maybe we move them online but 100% Tim, the minute I am able to be on the grounds in Haiti, I will be there. Mm -hmm. um, the workday in Haiti is a relatively short workday. It starts very early, 7 a.m., and it ends by, you know, 2 in the afternoon. 
So I'm back home by three and on my computer. So I'm not at all balanced, but that's my choice. Um, I'm just really driven by, you know, by building this charity. So yeah, I will be in Haiti as soon as possible. And then I will be traveling around to where our live events are. And then I will still be behind the scenes doing all the work that needs to be done in order to make these events and make these projects thrive. So. Cool. Cool. So we did put up uh, uh, the, the website for, uh, for the fun drive that you're doing right now, but the main website that they can get a hold of you uh, and where people can reach out to you is. Healthhealhumanity.org. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, they, they can reach out to you there, find out more about what you do, see more in-depth, uh, things like that, and some of the pictures and videos from, from the work you're doing, correct? 100%. Pictures, videos, they can sign up for our newsletter. Just put your email in there. We do a monthly newsletter. We will be doing a blog very shortly, Tim. It will be on our new website. So we're getting there. But, yes, if you go to our website, you'll definitely learn more about who we are. You can always contact me at info at healthhealthhumanity.org with any questions you have. And I definitely am willing to work with anybody who will put their heart and their hands in and let's do this. Cool, cool. So I, I really, I wanna thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your mission, sharing your dream with people, all right? And it is so good to see someone like you who really is 100% in, 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 I don't know what to say in drive mode to make your mission happen. So, yeah. um, and, and it's good that, you know, no matter what you see wrong in the world, you're trying to help it. I like that. So, 100%. <laughs> excuse me. Well, Serena, I, I, you know, as we come down to the close of our time together, I, I have to play my game. I mean, I know you're, you're, you're in the, I know you're in the charity business, but I still have to play my game. Let's, do it. Let's do it. All right. So Serena, I have a thing called this or that where I ask about nine questions. You get to choose what, which one you prefer. Okay. Now, some of these are fun. Some of these are picked out because of who you are and what you do. And some of them were guessing. So uh, I always like to start off and find out who my my, my, my nerds and geeks are and uh, who my you know sci-fi people are. And I ask Star Wars or Star Trek. Ooh, neither. But you don't even know them, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it happens on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, then this one here might be a little more up your alley then. All right. How about if I asked you, do you like to dress up or wear yoga pants? Ooh. On my day-to-day, -day, yoga pants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're just, I want to work out for you, Tim, and all your audience. Yeah, yeah. I had times like with this, with this whole COVID time, I've had times where I've done a speech on screen or I have a stand up desk. So I can raise this to stand up from here up. I'm all dressed up. Oh, Down below, I have pajama bottoms on still. Wonderful. <laughs> At least you have bottoms on. That's, that's, that's a good, that's a bonus. We'll get to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, uh, if you had to choose a pet, would you choose a cat or a dog? Oh, a cat for sure. Yeah, me too. My little cat. Oh, he just moved. I have a cat who's right here, and my cat has a blog. So, yeah. yeah. How about for education? Right now, for education, would you listen to a podcast or audiobook, or would you read a book? Audiobook. Audiobooks, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a lot more of them in too. So, yeah. My next one moves on to some food categories. Mm -hmm. Next one I'm going to ask is, do you like a taco or a hamburger? Uh, taco, a veggie taco. 
Yeah. Oh, so you're vegetarian, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So like I've had people like uh, who go, well, I'm vegan. I can't have a hamburger. I'm like, trust me, there are some awesome vegan tacos. I'm just saying, I'm not vegan, but there are some awesome vegan tacos. Yeah. Yeah. So how about a glass of wine or a beer? If I had to choose, I would neither. Uh -huh. I don't alcohol. Uh, how about how about coffee or tea? Ooh, coffee. Coffee? Yeah, I've got to have that every day. Yeah. My next one here is uh, another food-related thing, and that is, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? Mm, no. No? No. No. <laughs> no. It's dessert. It's dessert? <laughs> you can put Nutella on pizza, but you can't put a pineapple on pizza. Okay. I've never heard Nutella on pizza, so okay, no. we've got something new. It's good. Okay. My next one here has been known to create wars, and that is the toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll or under on the roll? Under. Under? Yep. Do this is like... Can go I ahead. tell you a quick story? Yes. I put toilets in the washroom at, in Haiti. Mm -hmm. so I had three girls' washrooms and three boys, and nobody knew what a toilet was or how to use it, including toilet paper. Oh wow! We had lessons. We had people come in from all from all around because it was such a big deal that they had toilets, and then teaching them how to use the toilet paper. So yes, so I told them it had to go under, under. Okay. <laughs> well, I, 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 to me, that has been one of the most decisive questions I've asked in this. And I had a girl from New Hampshire who was single and said. Uh, she said, uh, listen, if I date a guy and after the third time I have to move the toilet paper from under to over because she was an over, she said, I break up with him. I'm, I'm not, we're not, we're not dating anymore. He's not my kind of man. I thought that was like, that's intense. That is a bit, a bit intense. Yeah, no, I let things slide. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, it's, uh, it, to me, it's my wife's house, whatever way she wants it. Yeah. Smart, smart answer. Yeah. <laughs> smart man. So, so my last one here, I don't know. I just, I have to throw this in, even though you're a girl. And that is, do you prefer boxers or briefs? <laughs> boxers. Okay. I was being a good girl there, Tim. I was being a very good girl there. And I didn't know you even talk for a minute. And... Thank you. Uh, I, I love doing that. It's just a fun way to end the show. So yeah. um, I want to make sure one more time, tell everybody your website so they can find you and make sure they can hear it clearly on the audio portion as well. You can find us at healthhealhumanity.org. Okay. Um, and Serena, it has been my pleasure having you on as a guest today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today and, and taking a part out of your day for us. Thank you, Tim. All right. Uh, to you, the listener, please go check out Serena and her uh, Help Heal Humanity, all right, uh, as well as, all right, there's a, a spot there where you can actually look at the uh, food.helphealhumanity.org and maybe donate a little bit to help out her mission right now, all right? Please go check her out. Please, as always, get to know the people who are coming on our show. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well as our YouTube channel. I'm Tim Gillette with The Tim Gillette Show, and we will see you next time. Bye now. Bye-bye.